You are listening to a Mentally Strong Choice Mapping Interview. I am your host, Dr. B, a doctoral-prepared psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience. But my real expertise comes from the fact that I have experienced and continue to experience unimaginable hardship. To empower others, I created Choice Mapping, a do-it-yourself cognitive behavioral approach for anyone to confidently say, I am mentally strong. Uh, Dr. B here. I have a guest uh, to share in their choice mapping journey. How are you doing today? Wonderful, Dr. B. How are you? Are you loving nerves? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So tell us a little bit about the situation that was going on when you decided to um, do a thought map on yourself. Yeah, so my spouse was actually out of town. Um, I am currently sober. And so when that was going on, we were having some pretty high stress going on with our families. So she left and I was by myself. And after um, a few days of being alone, I started to realize that I started having triggers of my sobriety. What specifically? Um, the main the main issue that kept coming up was is in the back of my mind or on the side of my ear, I would always hear, who would know if you were to be drinking? Mm -hmm. You know, who would find out? uh, Or even the case of, who would know? I mean, just in general. Has that ever caused a relapse in the past? Absolutely. Yes. And it's actually actually triggered two relapses in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think that, um, especially for someone um, who is battling sobriety, that's a very hard one for anyone because in that sense, when you are by yourself, there is no one else. There is no one else that would know. And if you don't have a real positive support system, it's very easy to overshadow, uh, especially in my sobriety mine would be, i.e. alcohol. Um, anyone who's an alcoholic can make anything into a drink, you know? Mm-hmm. Your team lost, let's drink. Your team won. <laughs> so it's a it's a very easy uh, escape route for an alcoholic. Um, you can find pretty much almost anything in that sense that you can turn anything into a spot where you can relapse. But for me, that was the hardest part was is being home alone, no one else is around me. Who would know? Right. And so it's it's interesting that we know that um, addiction is kind of a maladaptive coping, right? Absolutely. And so now you have a new coping mechanism using the choice mapping. So um, you did that. You did the thought map. You um, wrote a lot of things out. Uh, (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Tell us kind of what your aha moment was. So in in doing the choice map, you know, especially when I started really, really getting to that, I'd say about the the level seven urge level, I instantly sat right down, you know, instantly started doing my choice mapping. And so in doing that, you know, my, my main was the sobriety. And then from there, Dr. B, it just turned into a huge spiral. Mm. I mean, just spiral, spiral, spiral down. And then I, it kept coming back was who would know, who would know. And the first thing that popped into my mind, usually in those reoccurring situations would be, you know, my spouse, a loved one, family members, um, you know, so that would really stop me right then and there. Okay, you know, hey, I, I, I need to stay sober for them. I need to stay sober for that positive attention. Mm-hmm. And for me, this time, it wasn't that. It was, it was, there was no care about, not necessarily of what others thought, but there was just that, there was no gratification, so to speak, in that. And so when it was, who would know? The first thing that came to my mind was God. Mm-hmm. And from 
from that point, it was almost, I felt like an instant message from God himself who said, but it's also yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's when the goosebumps came. That's when the, the light came back. And that's when the downward spiral turned into an upward spiral. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a very impactful moment for myself, mm-hmm. for sure. So now you're doing sobriety for who? For myself. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Exactly. Cool, cool. So when we um, went into phase two and three, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we had some anxieties and the, the spiritual conflict that you were already talking about. Um, and we identified the triggers. And I just wanted to kind of... Um, let our audience know how we feel about triggers. Um, triggers in our Restart Strong program are about learning to control them, mm-hmm. not avoid them. I think in some programs you're uh, encouraged to avoid your triggers. Absolutely. Um, and the reality is your two big triggers are high stress and being lonely. Um, and there's no way you can get through your whole life without <laughs> having high stress or, or being lonely, <laughs> exactly. right? So Absolutely. we've got to learn... Um, how to take control in those situations. So absolutely, uh, super proud of you um, in doing that and the power of choice. And you did it all alone at home um, without the help of your wife or a professional. So good job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then, you know, talk about your personal vision for uh, sobriety. Absolutely. So, you know, my personal vision with sobriety is, is, to, to not only stay in communication with all my loved ones, but also with Christ. You know, I, I feel as though if if we start losing that communication, our our armor is down, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So to really to really be able to not only stay in communication, but also to be comfortable in my story. Mm-hmm. You know, to really to be able to. I think that's the hardest part for anyone that is battling with sobriety is that you know you have that first initial. You don't want to say that you're. An addict. Mm. And I think that's, for anyone, that's a very hard thing. And then from that, then you understand that, okay, you can be comfortable saying you're an addict. Mm-hmm. But then where do you go from there? Yeah. And then where's that next step? Where's that second step? And you, and you put those. Uh, so in your now, you said, you know, um, communicating mm-hmm. that and, and being comfortable in that story. Absolutely. Um, and then your actions from there. Yeah, so my actions from there is, you know, to, to once again, to, to try to share and help and to be a positive influence to anybody. You know, everybody has something that's going on with their life. And if I can just, you know, even just indent just a little bit on somebody and say, hey, I was there with you. Mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly understand. You know, Dr. B gave me this I, I this million-dollar gift. <laughs> I, I, that wouldn't even be the best word to even use on that. But this... This truly genuine, amazing experience, and if I could give that to anyone else, is an absolute blessing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just truly blessed that you, Doctor B, were actually able to help me in this. And if I could ever return that to anyone, mm-hmm. it, it is an absolute gift. So that that would be my actions as of right now is just to be once again be comfortable in my story, mm-hmm. but not only that, but to to try to help anyone else that might be possibly on the exact same chapter, mm-hmm. if not the same story as mine. So it. And we know that choice mapping is not just for, you know, um, goals like sobriety. What are some other things that you've mapped in the past? Uh, I've, I, I mean, you, for me, honestly, choice mapping can pretty much be used hand in hand for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, anger management, uh, grief, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, when I have, when, when, it's so funny, but when my, when my spouse and I will have disagreements and stuff, we will literally sometimes step away and go choice map and bring <laughs> back, which, which at first kind of sounds weird, but when you actually really dig down to it and you see, you know, hers versus mine and, and she sees the exact same, you actually start seeing a little bit more of what was going on in that breakdown of communication that, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I didn't understand what she was saying right there, i.e. she didn't understand my perspective. So I think that, honestly, choice mapping, I, I use it in almost pretty much all aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's as simple as, once again, if you have the time, right then, absolutely, just get it down on the paper and then move on whenever you can. If not, make a little mental bookmark and then come back to it. But you got to come back to it. If you don't, I feel as though then you're then you're spiraling again. Then you're having way mm-hmm. too much to, to really choice map out at that first instance. Mm-hmm. But yes. Awesome. Well thank you very much for sharing today. Dr. B, I truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for listening. If you would like more information about choice mapping, visit our website at www.mentallystrong.com. And remember You too are mentally strong.